It's the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 77. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. There's a lot of buzz regarding Golden Gopher hockey right now, and rightfully so. Coming off of an appearance in the national championship game just three months ago, and most of a very talented nucleus coming back, expectations will be sky high again for the coming season. And any success the team has next season will be traced back in part to what the players are doing this summer, right now. It's a busy time for a roster full of players like the Gophers, many taking part in NHL development camps, national teams, summer workouts here on campus, and much, much more. We'll talk to one of the very busiest of the Gophers on this week's podcast. It's our pleasure to welcome Connor Kurth to Episode 77. He's back from NHL development camp with the Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll talk with him about that and so much more. You'll enjoy the conversation for sure, so stick around. Our Go Gopher podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone, and True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation started today. Make the most of your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. No one is better than Brian Slipka and his entire team at True North. Servant leadership at its finest. We're always honored to be able to talk about them and share their company story. We're also very honored to be a part of Affinity Plus and Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union's partnership with the Go Gopher podcast. Affinity Plus is your local credit union throughout the state of Minnesota. Find out more more at affinityplus.org slash go gophers affinity plus federal credit union one of the very best gopher supporters and your local credit union throughout the entire state of minnesota our podcast is also sponsored by state farm agent tony hoagland at champlininsurance.com tony is a big time gopher hockey fan we're podcasting episode 77 from the aquarius home services studio we invite you to subscribe to the go gopher podcast you can always go back and listen to the go gopher podcast from previous weeks Last week, for example, we spoke with Lisa Byington Award winner Emma Carpenter, a Golden Gopher golfer who's also making her name as a broadcaster on BTN Student Productions. She's very talented, and it was a great conversation. We also heard from several Golden Gopher men's basketball players last week. Go back and listen. You'll enjoy it. This week, it's episode 77, and we have the up-and-coming hockey talent from Lindstrom, Minnesota, Gopher forward Connor Kurth, talking Gopher hockey. Connor Kurth joins me next. I'm Clay Geary, walk-on, turn scholarship, wide receiver for Gopher football. And I'm Ben Utech, U of M alumni, Super Bowl champion, and Tony Dungy Uncommon Award winner. We understand championship culture, which is why we're part of the True North family of companies. True North invests in only elite teams, like the champion team at Sunbelt Business Advisors, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. To learn more about True North and our diverse family of independently owned companies, visit truenorthequitypartners.com. Hi, Gopher fans. Switching is easy. We do it all the time. We switch on lights. We switch TV channels. We switch on the TV. And with the new transfer portal, some college students even switch colleges, which can seem crazy to us diehard fans. But what's not crazy is how you can switch and save with State Farm. In fact, my agency can switch you over so we can start saving today. My team is ready to welcome you to the State Farm neighborhood and show you it is, in fact, easy to switch and save. When you want the real deal, check us out at champlininsurance.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
It's episode 77, the Go Gopher podcast, and we're talking golden gopher hockey with gopher forward Connor Kurth. And Connor, it's uh, certainly an exciting time. The offseason has created a buzz, I think. There's uh, there's some folks really excited. The student section is already sold out. The rest of the arena is getting there. Um, are you feeling that sense, even though when you look out, it's 90 degrees and, uh, and all of that? Yeah, I definitely am. Um, I've been talking to a lot of the boys recently just around campus, and we're all super excited to get the season going, uh, especially with the buzz that you know we see as well. And our student section sold out in a few hours, maybe even shorter, so that was really cool. So, yeah, we're all excited to get going. Well, you had a busy week this week. We're going to talk all kinds of gopher hockey here in a moment, but I want to talk more immediate with what you had going. You were in Tampa for development camp. All these NHL prospects camps are going on. The Wild are having theirs as we speak, as we tape this on Friday midday. Um, and you're with Tampa Bay Lightning, a sixth-round pick from from a year ago. Um, so you were in Tampa much of this week. You just got back yesterday, Thursday. So take me through what, what, uh, what Lightning development camp is like. Yeah, um, it's really cool just to get to go down there, Be especially – it's like a little vacation getting to go to Florida. Some of the locations aren't as glamorous as Tampa, so it's that's a good part about it. But um, you get down there, you have like your your welcome dinner, and then you just kind of get right into the training. Um, the whole week's about just getting better. They have like the, all their skills coaches there. Everybody um, from the AHL team is there, so they're just looking at you. Uh, making sure you're getting better. That's kind of their their motto is they don't want you to miss a week of training being down there. So they they push you pretty good while you're there. You said it was it was hard. Some of the camps you you've got buddies, of course, mm-hmm. uh, in hockey. It's a close knit group, and when you're with the Gophers, uh, just about everyone's at a camp or something here in the summer. Uh, that some of your friends, uh, some of the camps maybe are a little easier, but this one that you said they they put you through the the ringer all yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely a work week. It's not a vacation. Um, you kind of just enjoy your time when you can off the rink but I learned a lot this week Um, I picked up a lot of different little skills that you don't really work on in season because you're working on bigger things so um, it was actually really cool and I was really grateful for the different things I got to learn this week. Mentally how do you approach that too because obviously you have college hockey coming up but your goal is to play uh you know in the nhl to play for the lightning you want to make a good impression so is how do you feel what do you get butterflies or how do you feel when you get ready and you go out with other guys who one you might be competing for spots two might be your future teammates in the national hockey league yeah that's a good point um i kind of just treat it like a regular week of like training for if I, if we were to play Michigan or Michigan State or whoever it, on the weekend, I kind of just have that same mindset that it's it's a big week and I have to be dialed in. So I just treat it as though it's just an in-season game week. And then from the skill set, and you don't have to give away a lot of secrets, but you said you learned you know a couple of new things. What are some mm-hmm. things that that maybe you you picked up on that you can implement uh, here as uh, the the Gopher season gets rolling soon? Yeah. Um, well, skating is a big thing that I've been working on in my game, and I just I just was able to see the improvement I made from last year. They showed me the video that they took right away to the video they took this year, and my, my stride was totally different. It, so that was really, like, it was cool to see um, the improvement over a year being at the U and working with their skating coach as well. And then uh, some little skills that, like, I just kind of learned during the season that I got to, like, really um, – like really hone in on was so Matthew Nyes is super good at picking guys sticks like 
like and def- deflecting like a stick that's coming at him will slash it or he'll pick it up and we did a lot of those drills and it was just like okay I understand how Nizy's so good at this now like working <laughs> on it in practice so that was probably another big thing I, I took away from camp. Yeah, and then as you get through it, and it's what was it a four day? It was like Sunday through Wednesday, right? It was, uh, yep, or Monday through Wednesday. It might have been Saturday through Saturday Wednesday. Saturday through Wednesday, so even more. So, um, so it's a yeah, it's a long it time. You, did you mentioned that you did get hopefully some time? Uh, yeah. To maybe now, of course, mm-hmm. it's hot up here too. It was ninety plus mm-hmm. here, so it wasn't as if uh, like in the like when we, we were down there for the Frozen Four, that was great. It was yeah, like yeah, ten was degrees nice up change. here, and you know, and getting down there to 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 get some sunshine. But did you get a chance to to did they let you get out a little bit? To, yeah, to the... we we get some free time. Um, some days we get done at like three from the rink, so you kind of got three to eleven whenever their curfew is to hang out. Um, we went to the beach one day, so that was pretty fun. Uh, we got to go to Top Golf as a group, and that was cool too. So they definitely like let you do some cool things while you're there, besides just being at the rink all day. All day. How many guys did you know or play against, um, maybe in college or mm-hmm. what, what? You know, juniors, high schools, whatever your, you know, your national teams or what yeah. have you over the course of time. And how, and who have you maybe bonded with the most? Would you say out of the group that was there in Tampa? Yeah. So actually, pretty funny. One of my best friends and um, a. We got a player I went to school with um, since I was in seventh grade and played on the same line, same team. Actually got drafted to Tampa in this past draft, Jack Harvey. Um, So it was really cool. He's like one of my best friends to (laughs) be able to go down there with him. And then another player, Isaac Howard, um, we played Bantam Elite League together. And he he was drafted there last year with me. So we just kind of bonded last year being there because we didn't really know anybody. And we just kind of knew each other. And we just kind of expanded upon that this year. So and but all the guys are great. We a lot of guys, really good dudes in the organization there. Is Harvey a Duluth? Did he go to Duluth? <coughs> no, he's at BU. BU. Yep. Who's, he'll there's be a Duluth, who's a Duluth guy? Uh, Isaac Howard was Hi, Duluth. Okay, he and was then Duluth. He's going to Michigan State now. He oh he is okay mm-hmm. very good all right well um, Tampa's a good organization obviously they've won you know recently three cups um, what what uh, what what do you think makes him go now that you've been around it and seen it work what what uh, what's the key to their success outside of obviously having a uh-huh. good core of players yeah they have a great culture there um, that's kind of one thing they preach when when you're there and you just kind of see it within the staff like they 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 are so detailed and they take care of everything you could possibly need so. As a player, it's just it's it's probably just easy to get to the rink and know exactly what you're doing. And um, some of the guys were there, like Braden Point, um, Kucherov, Vasilevsky. They were all there while we were there, and you could just tell that they're just normal guys. Like they're eating lunch, same room as us, hanging out. Um, so I think yeah, they just have a really good culture, and I think it's easy to build upon that when that's your foundation. It's totally different worlds, but do you see some similarities with even what the Gophers, you know, you guys had such a great room last year, you know, the old guys like the young guys, the young guys like the old guys, you mixed on the ice beautifully. Mm -hmm. Is there some similarity, even though they're two totally different worlds, do you think? I'm I'm sure. Um, Obviously, you don't get to see how their their team runs. You only get small bits and pieces, but it, it does seem pretty similar. Like, um, talking to some of the young guys that went through their training camp and got to spend time with the their NHL regulars, they said that all the guys are super welcoming and they make you feel comfortable. And that's how I was here right away. You got Faber, 
Lacombe, all those guys just making you feel comfortable. Like you're not a freshman, you're just one of the guys. I feel like it's probably a very similar vibe there. Yeah. And then we, we were, before we came on the air, I asked you about John Cooper, the head coach who's had all the success there. He was not, he was, uh, it was mostly assistants and AHL staff that mm-hmm. was, that was kind of overseeing you guys. Yeah, this week. yeah. I'm sure he, he is just enjoying his time off. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's probably in the ring 24 seven during the season. So probably nice for him to get a little time off. I always, I get a kick out of, uh, hockey coaches especially I think maybe it's because of the setup and Mots goes this way too where you, you, you know and Herb Brooks back in the day they always had this cool look about them kind of this machoism behind you know the guys are there and they're standing behind and they got their tie on and Cooper seems to be I don't know him obviously and I just see him on TV but he seems to have that uh, that that uh, cachet behind the bench as well when you just watch it <laughs> yeah that's probably that's probably <laughs> true especially when you when you win two cups you probably yeah. uh, look a little a little tougher behind the bench. Yeah, yeah, that always adds a little credibility to the whole thing for sure. So you had this week, you worked hard, you used it as a training week. Um, boy, I'd hate the, 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 how you described it too. I'd hate to think if anybody decided they were going to take a few weeks off before camp because that would have been a hard trek then if you showed up out of shape, I would think. Uh, yeah, it would be pretty awful <laughs> if you decided to take a few weeks before um, you you would not have a good time. How was um, how's the rest of your summer going then? So is this part of the training? Uh, obviously, you were training before. Um, what, what's the rest of the summer look like? And you guys have such a long season. The regular season starts in October. You yeah. hope it ends in April. I mean, that's it's crazy to me that uh, that that's the way it is. But it is, um, and I'm sure you guys love it. Get a lot of games, and um, but what, what's the summer like to get ready for it? Yeah, um, you kind of take. Yeah, you definitely take May to yourself, and then you kind of get back in, at least for me, get back into it. June, I skate a few times, work out in May, but nothing crazy. Then I kind of get back on the grind in June, your regular skate four times a week, work out four or five. And then, yeah, same as right now. Now I'm going to get back in the gym with Dieter and then just keep skating at regular like four times a week. Yeah, and then as we mentioned, when you got a roster like the Gophers have, everyone's kind of scattered mm-hmm. in either camps or whatever, and some are national teams, some summers, and whatever, ha- what what have you. Are most of the guys starting to now trickle back into town? Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. As the summer gets closer to the season, guys, more guys start coming in. How much dry land and then how much ice time do you want to have just to work, even if some of you guys get together to do it? Um, here between now and say the start of the school year yeah everyone's different um everyone needs different stuff for me i like to skate i really enjoy skating in the summer so i'll get on the ice four times maybe five times a week um some guys are one to two and then it's same as working out i'm in the gym four to five times a week as well and then just kind of enjoy the weekends don't don't work out on the weekends, yeah. but try and get on the lake more than the gym yeah. on the weekends. Uh, now, totally uh, sidebar, you mentioned the lake. So are you a, a recreational lake guy that wants to do jet skis, water skis, you know, board, or are you a fisher guy that wants to go out and catch fish? Uh, it depends on the day. So either. So, yeah, I fish yeah. all the time, but I think my, my real passion right now is definitely wake surfing. Yeah. But you can't wake surf the whole time, so then I'll, I'll cast line in the water. You have a home lake then? I do, yep. I live on uh, South Center Lake in Lindstrom, Minnesota. Nice. And fishing all right too? Great fishing. What do you, uh, What bass? Mainly walleye? bass. Yeah. Um, you'll catch a few walleyes here and there, um, but usually we're just pitching docks, yeah. catching some nice bass. We, we were fortunate. Um, in May, me and my dad caught about four or five, five to six pound bass off our dock. Wow, so, yeah. that's great. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty fun. Did you have a nice little fish fry or did you catch and release? Uh, catch and release catch off and the release. dock. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, very keep good. them in there. Well, that's cool. That's that's a, and and that it, there has to be some value to that too. Especially hockey guys mentioned the length of the season, and then with summer, and we've talked about it. You got development camps, and um, you know national teams, and workouts, and for some guys, last year for you it was a draft, and you're traveling mm-hmm. to that, and all you know, or ha- having people around for that, or whatever it is. Um, how important is it sometimes just to have the weekend to go fish off the dock or to wakeboard, as you say, or whatever, just to clear your mind from from hockey for a minute? You got to have it. Um, I think any hockey player will tell you that time away from the rink is sometimes more valuable than time at the rink. You just need to clear your mind and then just be ready to go back to work on Monday, but really just use that time off to reset and just enjoy life a little bit because it's a lot of work during the season and it's a long, a long period of time. Yeah. of consistent work. It's interesting because you guys are passionate about the game and you want to play, but you also have to have time away. I you, mean, yeah, you you got it. It's it's really important. So as you have this time away, do you will you guys get together and try to play any pickup games or um, when you get or is it more individual skill settings on the rink here in the next you know couple of months? Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do pickup games during the week. It just depends on the size of the group. If we have a great, if we have a good group, we'll we'll definitely get into some pickup games. If we don't, it's just more individualized skill stuff. Um, usually, it just depends on the group size and what we kind of text about who's going on which day. So, kind of stuff like that. When you, um, well, first of all, and then the other thing, uh, Mariucci, right? Is that still off? Uh, they're still fixing that. You can't yeah, get yeah. in there and skate, no, you, right? No, we go. We go to Ritter. So you find Ritter, find yep. ice there, and 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 get some uh, rank time there. What? Uh, how, how is that coming along? Have you peeked into Mariucci? Yeah. Looks. Looks good to me. I don't. I mean, I'm not not, definitely not a great judge of that. But for, to my eye, it looks pretty good. I'm excited to see the finished product. Are you a fan of NHL size ranks, or did you like the Olympic I mean, sheet? I love the Olympic sheet. It was yeah. definitely the added home ice advantage when teams come in, and especially the de- defensive teams, where you could spread them out more because. Obviously, we're a skilled and fast team, so I like that aspect of it. But it'll probably be better, a little more of a you know when you're playing the defensive teams, it'll probably end up working out for us in the long run, especially coming down to late in the season tourney times. But it's definitely it was nice to have for sure, and it made it a little more enjoyable with that little extra room. Yeah, you got a little extra ice uh, space out there for sure. Yeah, um, you mentioned that they showed you some video with your stride, um, and you mentioned you're in the weight room. You look even bigger from the last time I saw oh, you. So do you, you do you see? I mean, how do you how do you track? Uh, you know how you're developing from a, a speed standpoint, a strength standpoint, even the skills in terms of you know shot making and balance and all that stuff. Yeah, we're we're so fortunate to be here at the U, especially with Dieter, our workout, Cal Dietz. Yeah, yeah, he is a genius when it comes to that stuff. So he always knows if you're, what gains you're making. We have specific tests that that tell you exactly. We we do a body scan, checks out everything. Um, So we're so fortunate to know like what's working, what you might need to do differently here. So, um, so that's kind of like the the main thing is just getting in the gym with Dieter and he'll let you know what you need and what, what's working and what you might need to do a little differently. So from a physical standpoint, from where you were last year coming in as a freshman, mm-hmm. let's say even a year ago, 4th of July week like we are here, um, you, you're advanced from where you were um, just based on sheer experience and everything. How about mentally? I mean, when you come in as a freshman, I suppose you, you're confident, but you're not sure. And now you got a year under your belt. What's the difference from Connor Kurth this week, 4th of July, to last week, 4th of July? Yeah, um, that's such a great point. Like the mental side of just being here for a year – 
for me, it's it's just a confidence thing, just knowing knowing that you you can play, you have no more doubts. Like you you've been in those big moments, and like for us, we've been in the biggest moments yeah. you you can be. So um, it just it just puts like that that extra security in your mind, and and then you're really not stressing about anything. You're not anxious when you get to the rink. You're just excited. You know that you've done the work, and you know that you you already have have been there. So there's nothing to really worry about. So just having that like experience definitely makes it even more exciting to get into the year because I know what we're capable of as a team, and now I've seen it for myself what I can do. So just really excited to get back into the into Mariucci in front of our amazing fans. Yeah, I want to talk about those fans in a minute, but I also want to ask about your freshman year. As we mentioned, you a year ago at this time, you knew you were good. You were a draft pick. You were, you know, you had had been around. You could have played hockey anywhere. Um, you had a good freshman year. You had a little injury situation mm-hmm. in the middle of it, but did did it did it come as easy as you thought it would? Did you did you like how your freshman year went personally? I personally, I loved it. I love being here. Um, I, I would definitely wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Um, yeah, I, I had a great year. Um, I, I'm just yeah excited for next year. I loved how all the guys just kind of gelled together, and we kind of created a really special bond, and um, we should keep that going and build upon it next year. We got a great group returning. Yeah, that's that's about the best thing we got is how good of a group we have together, even off the ice. We're just a, just a bunch of really good dudes, and we're excited to build on that with our next year's freshmen. Yeah, that's the thing that caught me, I think, um, or, or that I – that really captured my uh, intrigue in the team last year, especially was just how you guys were on the ice, off the ice, and the relentless nature of it. I remember talking to Jackson Lacombe before the season started, coming off of the year before with the heartbreaking, you know, you're in the Frozen Four, mm-hmm. hoping to win it, you don't. And for old guys, especially, I, I and again, I'm just putting my my own theory into place here. Old guys want to probably think like we just got to get back there like yeah we want to play the regular season and everything but we want to get back there and Lacombe I remember talking doing an interview with him on one of our gopher talks before the season and he just talked about the idea that you, we, you can't rush it you have to the grind is real and yes I'd love to just say hey let's get to April and it was amazing to me guys that one many of those guys could have gone and made money Right, and they all came back, and then mm-hmm. every weekend it was relentlessly. Uh, you didn't win every game, but it was you were in every game. There weren't hardly any clunkers. Maybe, maybe the Arizona State game, but mm-hmm. you know that was mm-hmm. uh, right. That was uh, Thanksgiving, and you had fun and whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it. My point is just the relentless nature of that team last year. Can you? Did you learn from those old guys about that? Because to me, that was as impressive of of uh, of a stretch as anything. Because those guys could have. One, they couldn't even been there. They could have gone and played, right. and then they committed to it, and then they didn't say, "Let's just we can turn it on when when tournament time gets here." And hockey's a little scary because it's you know if you don't if you don't have your game, you lose a few that you don't want to lose. All of a sudden, right. you're out because mm-hmm. there's there's limited spots. But that said, just the relentless relentless nature. How do you how do you keep that from those guys? Yeah. That attitude that they maybe instilled. Yeah, they they instilled that from day one. Um, we had a team meeting, and I remember just our captain saying like. We're not looking at April right now, guys. We're looking at we're looking at right now. What do we need to do to get there? But we're not worried about that. We're worried about every every day. We take it one day at a time, and they really did. Like they embodied that every every single just day. Just embrace that idea yeah. of every day's every work day. day. Yeah, and they 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 did. We our oldest guys were some of our hardest workers every single day. You know, they're in the gym grinding, and you see that, and you just it's just like as a freshman, you just do what they do. Yeah, like. 
you just like you're so like nervous and you don't know what's going on and as soon as you see him doing that you just follow along and they set the right example right away and I think that that was probably the biggest reason that we were able to be so successful this year is just how hard those guys worked and the example they set right away. Yeah, and from the get-go, I mean, you guys had like, it was like, what, five weeks into the Big Ten season, and it's the race is, you know, for all intents and purposes, over. Mm -hmm. And even then you could have rested, and you guys still just, and even through some injuries, you were out, Lacombe was out for Mm -hmm. a minute, and guys stepped into those spots, and and the the train just kept chugging. Yeah, we just kept moving along, but that's... (laughs) Because of day one, the way they they just they they showed us how to do it, and we had a huge freshman group. So, you know, who knows what could have happened right away? But they made sure nothing, no funny business happened. We were to, to work, and and it, it worked out. <laughs> so you lose some of those those great leaders on the decor, especially you mentioned Faber and Lacombe mm-hmm. and Johnson and some others. Um, offensively, pretty much everybody's back. I mean, you lose Nyes, and that's a big hit. He yeah, was a finalist for Hobie. Definitely a big hit. Um, but that, but there's, there's a spot there for people to step into. You mm-hmm. know that, And I call it the top line because you know, that's the top line. It was a great line, but lines two and three would be top lines on most teams, right, in <laughs> Division One hockey. I mean, you were, I guess if you want to label it, you were probably on a third line, but that line could have been a lead line on most D1 teams, right? I mean, when you look at it. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair point. <laughs> so, which which is a good um which is another angle on how this team seemed to, you know, that could create problems on some teams. If you, you know, hey, I'm on the third line, I should be on the first line. Um how did you guys handle all of that part of it too? That another thing, I don't think that issue arose once. Like nobody it didn't matter what line you were on. You were just going to work for your brothers. Like there was no animosity we like we really did have a special group, and that's that's kind of a big indicator of that. Is nobody cared what line they were on; they were just coming to work and doing whatever they could to get a win for the fellas. Yeah, and I also thought there were t- you know obviously in hockey there's always times where okay these three are together, these three are together, but there comes times where either position on ice or whatever you're in with the top line maybe one time, and I I'm thinking a couple of times Brodzinski got yeah, sent out and right. he had the big goal mm-hmm. in Fargo, right? Yeah, I, I think Cooley fed him, and mm-hmm. you're like those guys. They're not together a lot, but it looked like they've been playing together all year on how that thing's set up. Right. So that's pretty cool too. Yeah, I think that just that goes to show like the chemistry of the team that we had, um, and it all starts from the off ice. We're so close, and we're always doing stuff together. Um, yeah, and then like after practice, we're always playing mini games with each other and just kind of battling. But also, you create that chemistry by doing that. So um, yeah, I think it, it didn't matter who you put with who. I think we were all gonna just find a way and do it for each other. Yeah, and so now, as we mentioned, a lot of that group is back. Nyes is gone, um, and there's guys who were on this roster that were starting to get some more time on the offensive end of the rink as well. Um, how do you think now with that with that group coming back? Because it was that decor was the old group last mm-hmm. year, and now I think you're looking at and there's still you know there's guys on that decor returning that are very good, but it, it, I think you at least me as an outsider would look at it and say, okay, that leadership might have to now come more from the offensive side mm-hmm. of it. Would you you think that's right or how do you think that will unfold yeah I, th- I think that's a f- fair statement um we still obviously have some really nasty d who are dear just ridiculous so um yeah but i think like guys like nelly um bruce nevs like that line was all so good all year and they just they showed us how to play the right way they always were doing little things right and they lead by example 
Um, and then, you know, they're old guys now. you got a fifth-year, fifth-year senior. So I think those guys will really just kind of take the lead and just kind of show everyone else what, what's going on and how we're going to be this year. Another talented group of freshmen and newcomers coming in. Um, based on how you guys were welcomed last year, how do you want to approach And I'm sure you're getting to know some of these guys already. Yeah, that same thing. They're around you know, they come around and you say hi to the guys. Like, that's how it was last year. We, 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 a lot of us lived on campus this year. I think there's just one freshman living on campus right now, but they come around all the time and they got stuff going on with the draft and everything. But, um, you just kind of introduce yourself, hang out with them at the rink. Um, you take them to Chipotle, whatever, just hang out, just hang out. Just, just understand that now they're a part of the group. They're just one of the boys. You're not a freshman. You're just, you're just a part of the team. And I think that, just building that right away and not making him feel like singled out because they're a young guy that they because I never felt like a young guy on the team I just felt like I was on the team yeah and we do a great job of that here so hopefully we can do the same for the these guys coming in is it too early that have you seen many of them on the ice in person I mean obviously maybe you've seen yeah before or... but um I've only I think I've only skated with I don't know if I've skated with any of the freshmen yet I haven't been around that much with yeah. camp and everything yeah. but yeah, they're all really good, obviously. So we're excited to get them in. So we got the nice spot open, and then almost the rest of that top nine is, is there. Uh, so yeah. um, how do you think? I mean, very early. I mean, and as you mentioned, it doesn't seem to matter. But yeah. you, like you guys, you played on the line with uh, with uh, Pitlick and with Huglin, right? Mm-hmm. For the most part. By the way, this is episode seventy seven. We should have had uh, Pitlick in yeah, since he's seventy seven. Uh, we could have we could have had him in, but. Um, uh, he had the, that great um, highlight goal of the that Michigan game. was the sweet. craziest oh. goal I've ever seen. <laughs> that was unbelievable. That was, my jaw was dropped for five minutes straight. <laughs> that was unbelievable. That was a great uh, great goal for sure. Um, anyway, um, it doesn't matter who gets placed where. I mean, and, and then you'd think, I say, quote, again, fourth line, because you had some guys that were really starting lamb, I'm thinking, and some others that mm-hmm. were starting to also get some action. And then you got some newcomers coming in like Moore and others. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it really matters who you put where. I think we're all just going to trust what Bob has for us and just yeah. kind of go from there. Just put the work in every day like like we do. So it doesn't matter. I think we just have the group that it really doesn't matter. We're just here to win. Bottom line is you got some elite-level centers, some elite-level wings, and you're going to score some goals. Yeah, right? Right. <laughs> yep, it doesn't matter. Just get the puck in the net. Um, I wanted to ask you about last year. Um, you mentioned the fans, so let's talk about the fans for a minute. The the sellout streak got going there a little bit. It was sweet to see, um, and and there was a point maybe when you were younger before you got to Minnesota that through various things, just different weird things, and uh, a, a lag, COVID was part of it. But where there wasn't a lot of, um, I mean, there were still fans, but there weren't sellouts. You know, when I was young, there were sellouts, and then there was this law. So now all of a sudden you guys and the group maybe just ahead of you started to kind of bring this thing back to where, um, you know, the students are filling it up. And that Michigan atmosphere was was ridiculous, right? I mean, yeah. uh, in that championship game. What's that like uh, when you take the ice and you got that kind of support? <laughs> uh, I'll, I've told many people this, but um, anytime that I go on the ice, I always get goosebumps on playing at home. Um, when you hear the band playing and the the rousers going and you got the um, yeah like there's no I don't know if there's a cooler feeling in the world than that for for me um, it's it's ridiculous like the support we had this year was so amazing and it was it's so cool to see it kind of turn around and go back to how it used to be it's just really cool to be a part of and I was actually talking to Dylan Duke 
who was a Michigan player, and he was saying that Minnesota is his favorite place to play just because of our our atmosphere yeah. is so awesome. And um, so I was just like, yeah, that's pretty cool to hear. It's even um, as an opposing, yeah, because he was at the Lightning. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a Lightning draft. So as well. even as an opposing, because I would think some players might say, God, I don't want to go play at Minnesota because that crowd's right. tough, but. They're kind of embracing it too, which made for that great game. Yeah. I mean, it didn't turn out the way the Gophers wanted, but it, it made for just a fantastically entertaining game and what an atmosphere. Yeah, I got to imagine that's a lot of people's favorite or least favorite place to yeah. play in the Big Ten, just right. if they like the atmosphere or if it's, I'm sure it's intimidating, especially when they're going for lineups and there are whole uh, student sections chirping them. And yeah. oh, that fires me right up. <laughs> I'm getting fired up yeah. right now. Uh, did you go to games a lot at Mariucci when you were young? I did, yep. yeah. So, that's one thing I've noticed too in the recent uh, time is um, how when I go because uh, you know I'm doing basketball games on the radio so when I get a chance I always want to get there so I, I see in person maybe six or eight games I was at the the, the two Big Ten games with Michigan State the tournament yeah. games and um, and and you know a few more anyway St Cloud that great overtime game was was amazing yeah. Um, anyway, the the thing I noticed is how many young kids are there. Dudes with their hot, you know, sixth graders with their hockey mullets and their mm-hmm. stocking caps, yep. and their uh, mom and dad have brought them, or uh, you know, third graders or high schoolers or what have you. Um, and I, I think that's probably always been part of the hockey culture. I know um, I have nephews that played hockey, and they always would go to Gopher games or go to the state tournament, um, you know, yep. and what have you. But um, it's even more now. Is that? Do you, and again, when you get when you're out there on the ice, I'm sure you're not like looking up trying to pay attention. But do you? Do you? Do you? You think it's cool that you got young sixth, seventh, eighth grade kids who see you out there and say, "I want to be, you know, number ten someday when I grow up." Absolutely, because I remember being that same sixth, seven, eighth, eighth grade <laughs> kid, even younger, being at Gopher games and thinking, "Wow, isn't like that's the dream right there?" Um, and I do notice it. I love seeing around the glass. I'll flip off a couple pucks. I think it's. I think just just embracing that and and just kind of talking like. Even saying hi or taking a picture after a game, it's I, I love it because I remember being that same kid, um, just thinking how cool that would be, and I hope that you know the kids that are golfers feel the same way when they get here and want to do the same and make those kids feel special. Yeah. And just so, and I just think it just helps the culture so much, and just having the kids around it, it really is cool. Like it's cool for me that they want they want to you know they want to be me or they they think that's cool and they want to get a picture with me. So. When, um, I enjoy it. When you were coming as a youngster, who were guys skating at that time that you're like, I want to be like him? Yeah, Gophers. Uh, my favorite Gopher was probably Nick Letty. Um, when they they used to do the skate with the Gophers, and then they would also do the pond hockey tournament where they'd go over. And I just remember having like I would I talked to him forever, and he signed my jersey, took pictures. Um, he let me like fake sign his jersey. I have a picture <laughs> of it, which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I think just like being being that in the community made me fall in love with the Gulfs, and uh, especially Nick Letty. I thought yeah. he was. I mean, obviously he's a ridiculous player, but yeah, um, yeah I think that that That's was probably cool. my first my first like realization of wow. That I mean, I want to be a Gopher. When did you realize? Okay, I'm good enough here. Uh, you know, I, I can I can play at a high level. Um, probably when I was like thirteen. Okay. Uh, when I started playing for Gentry, like, I always was a was a good hockey player. Um, yeah. And then when I went over to Gentry, I saw like you know all the Minnesota talent, which is amazing. Yeah. Most of the guys I play with now. Um, and then I got to see like the whole country and Canada, and I was like, okay, 
all right, I, I, you know, I see the talent and I see like I can play in this group. So I kind of realized then that I had a shot, you know, to hopefully play D1 hockey and started taking it a little more seriously. And I was fortunate enough to end up here. Yeah, here you are. How did the, when did the recruiting start? And I forget, when did you commit? I committed December 19th. 2019 so you were you it was, were it was it was my junior year of high school so yeah. 20 not it was probably 2019 just about to turn 2020 yeah. gotcha and so when did you start getting letters and serious interest in yeah um so that rule was i was the first rule year that rule was in place where you couldn't commit till august yeah because there used to be year. like eighth graders right, right? Would yeah commit. i mean yeah. my teammates yeah in eighth grade <laughs> um so i think I talked to schools bef- like before, and then that rule was put in place, and I was like right at the time. So then I couldn't really talk to schools like about serious stuff. And then in August, it started to pick back up. And then once my season started in September, I started getting interest. And then, um, yeah, Bob came and watched me play. I went in a visit that week and committed the same day of my visit. <laughs> See, now that's the beauty of Minnesota hockey. You go to Mariucci when you're young. Um, you have Nick Letty. Sign your jersey. Yeah. And when Bob Motzko says, do you want to be a gopher, it took you a minute, right? Not a yeah, minute. I, yeah, I You're left. Like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I left uh, campus, and I had other visits, like, scheduled and everything. And I was like, well, how do I go about this? I, I don't want to go on those visits. I just <laughs> I kind of know where I want to be. So, I, I you know, I called the coaches of the other schools and let them know. And, and I was like, and then I called Bob, and I said, um, I'm ready. And he's like, perfect. I wasn't expecting <laughs> to answer that quick, but that's awesome. We're ready to go. Yeah. And here you are. Here and, you yep. are. Ready for year number two. Um, not to bring up the, the the bad memory of a national championship game, but I want to ask you about it because for, for two reasons. I was down there covering um, – and I don't, and I don't want to get too in detail with it, but I don't think I've ever seen. So I've been in radio now and in the media for thirty since nineteen ninety. So whatever it is, thirty two years. Been in a lot of lockers. Been mm-hmm. in Super Bowl losing locker rooms. I don't think I've ever seen a locker room that had that had the devastation that you guys had. How how one how have you coped with it? And two, how do you move on to to continue to to say, all right, uh, we're going to use this to. To win this thing next year, yeah, um, coping not well. Yeah, um, I probably right away just like being with the guys. That was the only way to go about it because you get you get by yourself for too long, you end up getting sad. So I think just being together kind of helped us work through it. Try not to think about it as much as I can because it still still haunts me. But um, I think like the devastation in the room just kind of showed like the love and the, the the passion we had for each other to try and get it done for one yeah. another. I think and, in a weird way it was beautiful almost. Yeah. I mean you I, don't want to ex- I think that's a great word right? to use. I mean yeah. Um yeah, like it just it was it was crazy to, like how it went down and everything. But um now looking back on it like we gotta have that same love for each other this year and the same passion. Um and yeah, I think just just building on that for next year, like we we we've we've literally been minutes away from winning it all. So we just take that frustration, turn it into um, like motivation for for this year, and just try and do everything we did this year, and just keep building upon it, yeah. get foundation. And it's so hard. It's so hard to win 
uh, that many games in a row. Somebody has to win, and like you said, you guys were close. So now to now have to climb that ladder again to get to where you get that chance yeah. again, you got to embrace that. That I, I called it a grind a couple of times. I don't know any other word to describe it. That's, right? That's a great word for it, but it's it's an enjoyable grind. Yeah, um, we have probably the most enjoyable hockey team to be on that I've probably ever been on. So. It's 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 not it's not a job. It's not hard to go to the rink every day. It's it's enjoyable. So um, it's a fun grind that we get to do together, and it just kind of brings us closer for when that time comes. And you saw it in the room, like those guys came back to win it, and we all wanted nothing more to to get it done for them. And obviously, it came up short, but that's yeah. kind of the the beautifulness of the moment, I guess, was seeing how the grind brought us together throughout yeah. the year. No, no question. It was like, like, in, like I said, I've covered all kinds of teams, world series teams, super bowl teams, national championship kind of teams. And this team was as close as any I've ever, you know, kind of seen it kind of captured my, uh, I was just so intrigued and so fascinated and so impressed by how you guys went about it. Um, and now as you, as you, uh, turn forward and you're ready to, to take this, uh, you got the talent, you got your goaltender back. How important was is is uh, is having Justin close back? It's uh, definitely an amazing feeling to know that he's back there. Like you know, if something bad happens, you know he's yeah. probably going to make the save. So <laughs> it's it's just really it's it's just like a nice little security blanket, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. Just knowing he's back there because we all love closer, and even if he never played a game, we we would love for him to come back because we love being with them. But and he's just a freaking amazing back there. So we're all just so pumped for him to be back and know that we can count him on him to win us a few games. Yeah. He's just got a cool nature to him, doesn't he? I it's, mean, and I say cool. I mean, he's just. He's just he's, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. He's just cool, calm, and collected. Like, like, but in everything he does, yeah, everything, right? I yeah, mean, but he is. He is just always dialed in, but. He is so calm about it. Like he could probably—I mean, hopefully it's never happens—but he could let in ten goals, and he would still not let it bug him. He would just be ready to go for the (laughs) eleventh. But he is—he is like a goalie I've never seen. How how well his mind is back there. Yeah, uh, he—I did an interview with him, just a quick hitting interview before one of the series last year. I can't remember which one. And um, Scott Slarks, the sports information communications guy, says, "Yeah, just just walk into the your guys's whatever the kitchen room downstairs, and he's he's." sitting over at the table. So I walked over and he's, I think he's eating a bowl of cereal or something. And even that, I, I mean, and I, and I'm and just, he's just like, even in that, he just, he, he just had a presence about he's eating unfazed. a freaking bowl of cereal. Yeah. Right. And he just sets a bowl down. Yeah. Ask a few questions, answers them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, yeah. I, his demeanor is, is pretty incredible it's for sure. Probably the perfect goalie demeanor that yeah. you could have. Yeah, no doubt. Um, the Canisius game. Uh, let's talk about that. You had a goal and an assist in that game. Mm-hmm. And that was an interesting game because, um, you guys were obviously the number one overall seed. They were the worst team, quote unquote, worst team in. They got in only because they won their conference mm-hmm. tournament, and with that comes some weird pressure. Because over the years, there's right. been some of those weird yeah. upsets. And I don't know if you guys were playing tight, but it was a tight game for a minute. And then once the once the seal broke, it, yeah. it was it was there. And you had an important, uh, you know, it was an important goal at the time that that you put it in. Take me back to that game in Fargo. Yeah, um, that was an interesting game for me. Before I ended up. Scoring that goal, I tore three ligaments in my ankle. Oh, um, and I, I, I. So you're skating on that, right? Yeah, and I, and I, I tried to skate the next morning, and I couldn't, and I wouldn't work. So that didn't end up getting to play against St. Cloud for that reason. But, anyways, so I did that like first shift in the second period, 
And um, I was like, I'm just going to try and battle through it. And I, luckily, I, I was able to. And, yeah, um, oh, I can't remember. I think it was Mike. Yeah, I think Mike made, a re- Mike made a really, really nice pass to me, found me in the slot, and I was able to find it through the the goalie's five hole. And that was probably one of the coolest moments of my life, you know, just scoring in the tournament and being yeah. there. Um and I, I had a fun Sally, so that was cool. Um, but no, that was that was definitely an amazing feeling, and happened to be the winner. But it, obviously, the seal kind of broke on that game. But yeah, that was that was definitely a really cool experience, and being able to play through the injury and find one, it was yeah, yeah, it was cool. and because it was it was a big goal at that point because things because you know in those kind of games, um, the longer they go and the underdogs hanging in there, the 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 tighter maybe the thing gets and the more yeah. confident they get. Yeah. And so you score that goal and then another one happens. And then was it, was it the mate? Was that the game with the major? Yeah. They yeah. had a major they had and a major scored scored a few Jackson on the major. Put one yeah. in and the next thing you know, it's, it's, it's over, but that it was a certainly an important goal. So you missed the St. Cloud game. Um, but were you able to enjoy it, uh, to, to know that the team made the frozen four? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I've never been there. Ner- like, I don't, I don't get nervous. For so you're more nervous anymore. watching than playing. I was, I was like shaking how nervous I was. I couldn't like control it. I don't, I don't know because I, I don't. I'm a pretty calm yeah. player. I don't get nervous for a big game, but I've never been more nervous. <laughs> I think in my life than watching that game. But I was so. It was so rewarding watching them get it done and knowing that I'll have a chance to get it back in for the. The Frozen Four, which I was able to, so yeah, they, they nice. put they put an extra week in there, so that helped. Yeah, that helped with the, the recovery. Um, where where do you watch when you're injured? Like I know in the NHL, you're upstairs. I yeah. guess I never I never paid attention with you. Um, here. that that day I just sat with my family because they were there. I don't I don't know at Mariucci. Um, yeah. I got scratched one game against Ohio State, and we were just kind of by ourselves in the in the stands, but their stands <laughs> was empty. <laughs> not so. not many fans. Yeah. Really. Gotcha. Yeah, right. not like Mariucci. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, what's your major? Uh, what uh, mm-hmm. you know? Obviously, you want to play, have a long career in hockey. Yep. But what, what's your uh, long term look here and short term with with the major too? Yeah, I'm doing uh, business marketing. Um, it's a very very common degree yeah. on our team. I think ninety percent of the team does business marketing. Um, yeah, I enjoy it. We'll we'll see. Hopefully, hockey just kind of takes me down the road, and I I'll get into whatever after that. But yeah. hopefully, stay in hockey as long as I can. Well, business marketing, you understand the importance of sponsorship. So let me uh, mention our sponsor Absolutely. here real quick. And 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 we can't say anything yet, but I think you're going to like this sponsor because I, I know that there's some things on the horizon. Affinity Plus, by the way, sponsors mm-hmm. our uh, sponsors our our podcast each week. Yes, it's it, it's your local credit union, proudly serving Minnesota since 1930. If you're a current Gopher student or a proud Gopher alum, you're eligible to join this financial that wants to build a meaningful banking relationship and put you first. You can meet with a local employee at any of their branches statewide, including right off campus in Minneapolis. To learn more or find other ways to connect, visit affinityplus.org slash gogophers. That's affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Affinity Plus, federal credit union, federally insured by NCUA. They're one of our great gopher supporters. We appreciate their support of the Go Gopher podcast. And um, yeah, we we can't say anything just yet, but there there could be pending uh, things with uh, Affinity Plus and a certain guest this week on the podcast. Yeah, so. maybe some things behind the scenes. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully. 
hopefully <clears throat> down the road for sure. Well, hey, Connor, we'll let you go. Um, it, I know it was a busy week for you in Tampa, and we appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. Um, it was great. You were awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, very good. He is Connor Kurth. Uh, can't wait for hockey to get here. Don't want to wish the summer away. He has a lot of fishing and wakeboarding to do yet, but uh, and some time on the ice. But uh, when that uh, when October hits and that season starts, it'll certainly be fun. And get your tickets. Students uh, sold out already, and the rest of that arena is going fast. Connor Kurth, our guest. It's episode seventy-seven. I hope you enjoyed all the terrific insight from Gopher hockey player Connor Kurth. Such an exciting time right now for Gopher hockey. The student section already sold out. The rest of the arena getting close. Get those tickets today. My thanks to Connor Kurth for spending time with us on the Go Gopher podcast episode number 77. We're presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com. We're also partnered with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, a locally member-owned full-service financial invested in you. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. That's affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Being a gopher alum or a gopher student means you're eligible for membership at Affinity Plus. Once again, all the details at affinityplus.org slash gophers. We're also sponsored by State Farm agent Tony Hoagland. Again, I'd invite you to listen to past podcasts and right now click the subscribe button to the Go Gopher podcast. It's free to do that and free to listen at any time. And please share that link to the podcast with others so they can subscribe and listen as well. We'll talk again next week.